0: Speaking the truth about money is for anyone ready and willing to examine their negative thinking about money, let go of the false narrative of the scarcity mindset, and has the courage to change the way they think and talk about money. My name is Martin Cowart, former Fortune 100 wealth manager turned prosperity mindset coach on a mission to eradicate the scarcity mindset from our planet. Each week we share stories with extraordinary people changing the future by changing the way they think about money to the truth. We are powerful human beings with infinite resources, including money, to create a world of abundance and prosperity for everyone to enjoy. Let's get started. Hello and good afternoon from the Fountain Blue in Miami, Florida, where we're recording today's episode of Speaking the Truth About Money with Martin Coward and Joy the Wise Woman, where we're busting through all those lies we make up about not being good enough, not having enough money, money being a scarcity to the truth. The truth of who we are, we are full, powerful, queer human beings, men and women who are making a difference in the world because that's what we are. And money becomes a resource, a heavenly resource, if you will, to create a world that's of significance and better than the one we found. And no one I can think of would be a better guest to talk about that than Matt Scow, uh, rude. I think I said it right this time. He is the founder and the president of Pink Media, which he founded 26 years ago with a website called Gay Wired, which has now evolved into Pink Media. And a little tidbit I will share with you, and he, ear- he, he earned it by his generosity and his contribution, but just in the last month, he was inducted into the International Gay and Lesbian Travel Association Hall of Fame. So I think this is the first time I've ever actually had a Hall of Famer as a guest on my (laughs) podcast, but I'm glad we're starting with you, Matt, because here to talk about the truth about money and how much fun it is to, you've got 26 years of running a heart-centered business. And look what you've done. You just got awarded for, for all that. I want to talk. So we're going to talk today a little bit about what it's like and the value of running a heart-centered business. Yeah. So before we get into all that, I'm always curious as to how you got here. how did you get in this space? How did you become uh, into this space? Maybe you had a little struggle. Maybe you had some things along the way, but how did you get into this space? And then what do you want to do with it? What do you want to do with Pink Media and the next two? Now that you're now that you're a Hall of Famer, what do you <laughs> want to do with this uh, this fame and uh, this generosity and this big heart of yours over the next two or three years to make a difference in the world?
1: Yeah, well, I can go on for hours on that one, but, uh, <laughs> but no, I just uh, as I was as I was telling you before we even started, uh, um, I was a rocket scientist once upon a time, so. Uh, but it was it was that I was I got my degree in aerospace engineering I was working in an R&D lab once once in the late 80s early 90s and I got bored really quick I thought oh my god I got my degree for this and uh, <laughs> you know, what am I going to do um but instead of you know what I did is I I used to work with a lot of the different sales that were um, at our company uh, worked that who were working with clients I used to help them and I realized I enjoyed that more so what I ended up doing was kind of moving in th- in that direction as a sales engineer working with clients to kind of apply all the things i've been working on as a research engineer and then the internet came along and i say all that background because when the internet came along then i thought oh let's do something totally different uh, where i know no one so we created this website gaywire.com we thought everybody was going to do it we thought it was so easy to create a site that you know there'll be millions of them so uh we just focused on the la area lgbt community and this was before google and yahoo and all that so you know we were just kind of coming up with some ideas but the idea, what I, the reason it worked is because I was comfortable with technology. I, I enjoyed the programming side, but I also knew how to go out and talk to people about what this new thing was with the internet. And I specifically was talking to potential advertisers and others that I felt like probably should be online. And so um, I kind of got out from behind the computer and went out and started chatting with people back in the mid '90s, and ended up we ended up be, you know kind of growing the business, and we became one of the largest LGBT websites out there online.
0: Mm-hmm. and what do y'all see going uh what do you see yourself doing what's what do you what what do you want to see happen in the next two or three years
1: yeah well and, I mean
0: and tell us a little bit about your mission what's your north star every day now yeah
1: well I guess I left out the part where you know we grew that we had the site grew it and sold it so uh we sold it in 2006 and so and we actually had a whole network of sites so we had this whole powerhouse of GayWired, SheWired.com, GaySports.com, the works. And and so ever since then, we've been just continuing to help companies uh, kind of target and reach their LGBT demographic online. And that's where we see things going. Especially what I would say is that I was excited in the 90s. In the 90s, there was this whole, we were connected in a whole new way. Mm -hmm. And that was, that was, I, I, I saw so much potential, but you didn't really know where it was going to go. We didn't know that Amazon and Google were going to come along and then, you know, online banking and all the basics in our lives that we just take for granted now. But um, all along the way, even though we had mobile and all this different stuff come along, it really was social media that I believe really was the next big thing, but it didn't really, it wasn't really ready yet until just last few years. So yeah, we had MySpace and Facebook.
0: Yeah. And, and, and I think the, so for me i think that the pandemic the great big timeout we all yeah. had created an opportunity for even a, a, a bigger at least for me for certainly i think for biological a, a whole new inter- way to make money the whole internet marketing world i mean all all now I'm, I'm not i'm not as a coach i'm no longer restricted to because i was forced to work for a while to do everything by because of, by internet yeah, yeah, and because of that, I realized I I can actually coach. I can go out and find new clients. I can build my business, and I actually I'm actually prospering now that I kind of had to pivot and learn how to use the internet in a way, and I think a lot of people have used that, and that's why I think that it's so important. I'm to hear from you. Is like, what are all these can you are these new opportunities that we can yeah. begin to take advantage of as uh, as LGBTQ business owners and entrepreneurs and business leaders to move our businesses forward and to begin to make a difference in the world
1: yeah well it's how you and i met and what i was saying was that we were connected back in the 90s but in in today's world um we're now collaborating we're collaborating in a different way and and it's that and i think the collaboration and that's all the social media tools that i was saying kind of started with facebook and myspace and all that but it really like how you and i met through uh, linkedin but between linkedin and twitter those are the, those are, um, we actually do a presentation now where we try to show and prove how all the social media kind of interacts and works and why LinkedIn and Twitter, there's a reason why they're so powerful. And, and, uh, and it's in that collaboration and so forth that we believe there's like a, a limitless future. I mean, there's so much opportunity and potential for everyone as far as how we want to, where we want to go. And then the key to that is realizing that there's a person on the other side. There's human beings on the mm-hmm. other end. So realizing that it's not just posting and talking about yourself and trying to come up with some sort of strategy that way, but realizing you want to be engaged with people. You want to chat with, you You know, you want to show interest in them. You want to treat them like they're a person on the other side. Right. It's that collaboration and realizing you're human. And then, you know, kind of coming up with a strategy to kind of let people know about your business. But at the same time, the strongest part is, is helping others Talk about their business where you're just kind of a part of that conversation.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And I completely agree. And it's, we, his collaboration and it's like what I, what I've realized too is, and I'm really quite good at it is because I've been practicing is, 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 is I've become like a human connection expert. You're a yeah, human yeah. connection expert because we, we human beings are wired to want to connect mm-hmm. and with each other. Yeah. And we had this wonderful new tool called the Internet where we can just flip a switch and now we can you and I are connecting. I'm in I'm in Miami, Florida. and You are. Where are you right now?
1: Uh, Allentown, Pennsylvania.
0: OK, so you're in Pennsylvania. I'm here and we're connecting with anybody that's supposed to, that cares to tune in with us right now.
1: Yeah. And that's and the thing. It's, and when you were talking about the pandemic, I think the pandemic accelerated a lot of this. Yeah.
0: Right? I, I, yeah. That's what I'm saying. People so didn't have coming, a choice.
1: Yeah. We were comfortable like everybody was kind of learning. Technology at, a, at at a at their own pace. You know, maybe some of us would say it was all a little slow. Others would say it was a little too fast. But whatever, regardless, the pandemic kind of accelerated all that and also made people more much more comfortable with not just Zoom video, but also video like what you're doing here and um, and and so much of what's available with Facebook Live and so forth that was just not really touched on as much pre-pandemic.
0: Yeah, I agree. I am right now. Which is why I'm in Miami is I'm I am I am down here swimming. I mean, I'm so excited. I am literally swimming. I'm at, I'm at a conference. I'm at a conference with Kelly Roach. She's my. She is. She and her team of unstoppable entrepreneurs are my coaching team. That's yeah. who. I, that's who I use. Yeah. They're, they're, they're magnificent. She is leading a movement for women to get out to, to moving into prosperity, to yeah. living in, into their significance in the world and making a difference for women because they've yeah. been held back. Mm-hmm. And I told her when I met her, I said, "I'm doing. I want to do the same thing for gay men." I want to, I want, I want to lead, I want to do what she's doing for women, I want to do for gay men. Not just for my for, I will, with my my mission in the world, Matt, is to create a world of abundance and prosperity. Yeah, yeah. That's my mission for everybody. And so if I can so I gotta bring it down, well, who can I serve the most? I can serve the most my tribe, which are gay by bi- gay bi- and transgender business leaders. So that's how I'm contributing. That's how I'm living by my most star yeah and the social and the social media gives us the best way to go out and do marketing. and i'm gonna i'm gonna I want to hear your comment on these three because we I learned that there's three ways to go out and brand our, and our we, when we realize that we're our asset, I am my biggest asset for creating wealth. and the best so if I, if I, if I know that to be true, it is true who else is going to do it if it's not me and i got to recognize me as an asset to the machine that well then i've got to go out i got to brand that asset and sell that to so people and market that asset so people want to do business with me yeah. They i want to hear it and there's three ways this is what i want to, other to hear you talk about it we i've talked by kelly is there's how to marketing as a little simple like how to do this there's hope marketing where we put out a story about things or we you know, to give people some hope of a better future and a better tomorrow. And then there's the third, which I think is so powerful. I think the internet leads it and that's called conviction marketing. And that's where you talk about your values, your convictions, and what's unique to you as whatever it is you do. Yeah. Well, I'd like to hear your comments on those three areas of how we as business leaders can use social media to, to follow. And maybe they're all three, just like to hear your comments about those that that breakdown which may be new to you i'm not sure but that's no
1: no no it's just social media is the vehicle that that it's your distribution vehicle it's the it's it's how you're getting your message out but what you're talking about is what is the actual message and the message is that's then that goes in that's your content that's your uh, Mm -hmm. that's your meat and potatoes so that could be the written word uh photos podcasts nowadays a lot of people are doing podcasts or as you and i are doing with video and so and so but to go to more specifically to what you were talking about, in my opinion, at least, um, it's, it's all based on, like I said, the human element and also human psychology. And people are looking at this, but they're always asking in the back of their head, well, what's in it for me? And that's, and once you when, when you understand that or, or recognize that, and that's just, that's just natural human behavior. Yeah. But when it's what's in it for me, because they're not really able or willing to give you two minutes, five minutes, however much time you're gonna ask of them in this video or your podcast, um, unless that that's why the strategies you were talking about which is educating how to inspiration hope all those things are providing something to them and so wow. that's why and that's also why people will spend a lot of time on TikTok because there's something in it for them they're, they're they're being entertained or they're or but in some ways they are learning things uh, at times or they're or they're having values whether they're good values or bad values they're having values reinforced and uh, and uh, but whatever it is there's something in it for them and when you see that, then it's just a matter of what kind of content do I want to create that does provide value to them. And then the only digression I will make is that I think one of the most powerful is when you're doing what exactly what you're doing, because um, the more you're able to not talk about yourself, but talk talk about others and let other people tell their story through you, um, empowers you because people love uh whenever i post something and it's um and it's about what we're doing as a business or whatever myself never does as well but whenever i post something um about others that um that other achieve others have achieved they do far far better because people like that and then i get personal you know i get value from them because i was the one who talked about them and talked about and their friends all of a sudden go, hey, that guy was that guy was a stand up guy because he talked about my friend and, and put him on a show or 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 yeah. highlighted one of his achievements. So it's really weird, but again, it goes to group dynamics, psychology. But when you understand and embrace some of that, you start to find that all this kind of comes into play and falls into place really nicely.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. And I gotta say from from a, from a from a comfort standpoint, I find and it's a little bit about sharing a story but either solo when I go in and share my story like Brene Brown says one of the bravest things anyone will ever do is to share their personal story with the public yeah when I, and when I and I when I switched over to this new fat format back during June uh, I went out I didn't have anybody to interview one day and I said I'm gonna go solo and share my story of how I became a spiritual teacher of prosperity and I shared and I really share my dark night of the soul and where I you know the whole thing uh, and how I got here, how I got in this yeah. phase. Yeah. And, um, I got to tell you that that was, that did feel vulnerable. It really felt, but I got a lot of people who wanted to get to know me. Yeah. Cause I was willing to, I heard your, I heard you on, blah, 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 I did it here live and then like I do now, I made it a podcast and it was, and so I knew I was doing it well, because I wasn't sharing it to try to get something from someone. I was sharing in place because I care enough about, about you to know that you're not alone in your struggle in life around money, particularly. you and, so, and, and I will tell you this about money: it's what I, I know to be true. People don't believe when they first meet me, but if you have a money conflict, if you've got a financial problem, when it comes down to it, it's a self worth issue. Yeah. It always comes down to self-worth and you can do something about that. That's why I could that you can begin to love yourself, share your stories from a place of love and give that sense of hope to other people
1: Yeah, because it's
0: really the the, the, the antidote to, to that worthiness issue is self-love. So I'll, my, one of my mantras as a coach is to say, the more you love yourself, the more that you practice self-love, the more money you can make because yeah. that's how you can be successful.
1: I sort of wonder if like, uh, there's another concept that, that is, that, um, I've been talking about more recently, which is that when you start really getting into this too, when you're, when you're on, let's just take, for example, the difference between like being on Instagram or, or Twitter. Well, when you're on Instagram, a lot of people have this mindset where, and you know, everybody wants to be a, an influencer. So it's all about who's looking at me, who's following me. And so it's, it's. It's it's a mindset of um, even though most of us don't use it that way. For those that want to truly succeed, it's this celebrity style uh, impression. But when you're really f- focusing on Twitter, LinkedIn, um, even Facebook a bit, where you realize you're part of something and you're speaking with people, not at them and to mm-hmm. them, it's very humbling. There's a humbling yes. aspect that comes into play because you realize that you realize very quickly that you'll never you should never expect to be the largest anything because there is no such thing as the largest. Uh, right, like right. Let's, just, let's just say on Twitter, there are thousands and, and there's probably more than thousands, but thousands and thousands in the LGBT space of communities out there. There's groups, the there's bear groups and, and so, you know, social groups along, you know, uh, those that love antique cars or whatever it is, but these people, everybody collaborates and they, they're, they're together um, in this space. And within that, they will have other, some folks that will be leaders and others that are that are not as not as big in, in that specific niche but so if you wanted to be the biggest anything you have to really realize you're not the biggest of those people that are focusing on antique cars or you know surfing the best waves in australia whatever it is every one of those little niches has its own little communities and the humbling side is is when you start to really realize that you're just part of all this you're just you're part of that mosaic yeah. out there mm-hmm. and that and that your conversations will are not designed to dominate any of this stuff or to be the biggest, just to be part of. And once yeah. you do that, and you kind of let go, and you become part of that, you can really excel. You can really succeed in that in that online space far more than if you're constantly trying to dictate or speak to or control that message. I I love with the way
0: you articulate that. I completely agree because when we come from hard space, we're coming from that place where there is no such thing as competition because you are just, you you know you you are. First of all we're all one anyway we're all connected to this one big creative energy force of light we're all so there's no there is no separation other than physical
1: yeah
0: our life force is all one but more importantly when we because we know that in our hearts there's no such thing as a superior position or a right position or better than position it's just this is where i am so then you uh, I'm saying I'm not here in this, in this conference swimming in a pool of abundance and prosperity, but all these art-centered entrepreneurs and businesses who are just sharing their gifts. It's not like she, Kelly's, because she's the leader and she's more superior to me. She's, we're, she's, she's definitely on my level as a human being with a lot of wonderful gifts to share with me that I can go out and share with the world to make the world better. That's what living in heart space is all about and because there is no such thing as superior well that there's no it's non-duality because we're just living on a spectrum of light yeah that's what light energy is where we're attracted to positive light energy and so when we get into a place like i'm in right now in this sea of abundance and prosperity there's not a feeling of i'm better or my. it's just i'm excited to hear about what do you coach about what do you help the world with and I, i'm just fascinated i mean i've been hearing. From so many different coaches from all over and entrepreneurs all get not I'm only gay I'm the only gay man here I can tell you that that's for sure mostly it's women there's a few yeah. men and I'm the only gay man so I, I get a lot of attention just because I'm the only gay man in the room but uh but but these but these but these women are leading a movement in getting out of their way and breaking down the silos between me being better it's collaborative it's a collaborative effort to make the world better
1: it's also interesting because it's also uh, it's it's highly transparent, and so you get to see people that you do business with or that you work with. You you start to see that they're also connected to people that you know, and uh, and others in your industry. They might you might even see that they're very close and have a great relationship with some of your competitors. And you have to. That's also part of this whole letting go, where you're looking at that, and of course. Of course, you always knew in the back of your mind that there were these relationships, and that the person that this client of yours, let's say, you knew that they knew other folks and were out there. But you kind of like, in the real world, we can kind of try to eliminate that from our mind and think, no, it's all about me, and it's all about mm-hmm. our relationship as being one of the strongest. But when you uh, when you're online in this way, you start to see that's not the case. And again, that, it's not just humbling, but it's also it uh, it grounds you. I think it may it, yeah,
0: it, it grounds you in the truth because when yeah. you're in this heart space, what I call it. When you're in harmony, there is no, there is your 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 love, your authentic you, yeah. your unique way of my unique way of coaching, yeah. and my you in my and my clients are there. I don't have any competition. There's no, it, it's, so I want to collaborate because I want to be able to deliver the best of what I do, and I want to help my my fellow coaches do the best of what they do because they're going to attract somebody that's going to help them. You know, yeah. they're not going to I'm going to attract the gay business leader who needs my support, who's, who I've been who's been through, who knows I've been through something similar to what they've been through. I understand how we we've, we've given up our power to our because we've been told that our sexual creative energy was bad. Yeah. You know, yeah. And that's really what I'm, that's why I work solely with gay and tra- gay, bi and transgender business leader, because I understand how we have put up barriers and roadblocks from our creative energy. Yeah. Yeah. Now, there's not a person here that have any idea how to do that.
1: Because <laughs> the thought has never crossed their mind. It's never. It's never. Come yeah, because
0: it's never had that, you know. And I, so, I, and what's interesting, to me, I hear we have been talking about some of the things, the barriers they've had to overcome in their life, being sort of second class to men and, and to the power dynamics. And um, and I get it because I mean I understand. I, I mean I'm not a woman, I'm not a black person, but I understand how I have been put into a second class position because of my sexual orientation, and yeah. because of that, it's so that I can compete. Because I thought I needed to compete in the world, and there's in the, that old mindset, then I feel like I had to prove I was something different than what I was. Yeah. And I what we're all learning is the more we let go of all that idea and step into our power as authentic beings, yeah. we've got our power there.
1: Well, especially where you're at now, I'm sure a big part of it is just stepping back and listening because, you know, you haven't experienced a lot of those things, but you have to be open-minded to the fact that there's things that we haven't experienced, but that they have. And if you just listen, you'll 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 learn a different perspective.
0: Yeah. Within. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, what would you, what would you say to um, an LGBTQ entrepreneur today? What is what are some just some, some, some how tos, simple things, uh, some practices, some things they could do? They're a little, they just don't know. They don't understand. They don't understand media. They don't understand marketing. Yeah. They don't understand the value of it. You know, they don't want to pay for Facebook ads. And I, I'm a big believer in organic, in organic uh, lead generation anyway. Yeah. Uh, tell, us, tell us, give give some real practical things
1: that people can start. I know you're a big, a big fan of Twitter. Maybe why Twitter is a good thing. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I would just say, I would just say overall, I mean, I think a big one from what I hear from entrepreneurs all the time is that uh, a lot of times they have this, this idea, but they haven't really, they may have bounced it uh, bounced it off of some of their friends and people, perhaps in a bit of a silo environment. Mm-hmm. But what is important is don't assume that you've, that you've not only come up with the perfect solution to whatever your uh, community or problem you're you're serving, but also that they're gonna. If you do it right, you just throw things out there a bit, um, and like you said, organically. You don't you don't throw a bunch of money to advertise something until you really know. Is uh, have I listened to people? Have I have I put it out there, exposed myself, and then listened and got their feedback as to how do they like it and how do other yeah. people perceive my business model, my strategy, so forth? And if you do that. And uh, then you're very open-minded. You can continually tweak and fine-tune and grow. So you don't start, you know, so you don't initially take a big chunk of somebody else's money or you don't, you know, you don't hire a bunch of people and put a bunch of money in advertising for an unproven service that you're just absolutely convinced is the greatest thing since sliced bread. I
0: love that because, you know, the truth of the matter is, I don't know. That's the whole point. You know, as I step more and more into my space as a coach, I don't know until I start doing it. Yeah. Yeah, And I I trust in a deeper part of me that's going to guide me through the coaching process. But if I have an agenda of what coaching looks like, and Mm -hmm. I do, of course, and I have a vision, but if I let go of my outcome and that just the divine serve, it sounds a little woo, I'm sure, that all of a sudden by coaching practice, my content, what I deliver Evolves into something much more significant and more meaningful than what I might have thought it should be when I just conceived of it. Does that make yeah.
1: sense? And then, well, when you're also talking about t- social media on all fronts, um, it's a fantastic tool as far as this new type of sounding board that that, that does give you that feedback relatively quickly. Because mm-hmm. back in the '90s and early 2000s, we used to go to a lot of pride festivals, but a. a Our reason for being there was less about promoting our website because most, you know, it's just you're promoting something online in the real world. It gets a little tricky for how you do that. But what we were really eager for was we learned quickly at the beginning that some people in that in that crowd knew who we were. And we would listen to them and say, Well, you know, what are you know, do you like what we're doing? What are we doing right or wrong? So it became this kind of like. Impromptu focus group that we continually um, expanded and encouraged every time we were at Pride just to listen to people so that we can try to be better. Because when you're online, you don't necessarily hear those things. They, you know, people don't necessarily go out of their way to tell you. But at a at a real world event, they did. And so, so social media today really provides that same level of feedback. Yeah.
0: You know, when I often tell my, I mean, I, I was telling I was on a group coaching call what before we got on here, and I was saying about the value of what I'm doing with you right now, the podcast, I think gives you an opportunity to do two things. One, you can share your story and you can, hear someone to share their story. And it's also, it's not as scary going yeah. out here with you and having you to talk about, I I, I get to learn new stuff. I get to create, yeah. I get to create a, a connection with you and a, and, a, and a valuable connection at that on a whole host of levels so that we can collaborate and we can support each other in our living our missions in the world. Yeah. And one of the things that I often will tell people to do is just go out and just go on live and just, I, I find this is so funny. I go online and share a story of me being at the, I just started a plant-based diet with my husband to help me reduce diabetes. Yeah. I just go online, I went online last week at the farmer's market for 30 seconds and just shared a story. I had more people who commented on that, more followers, because it was just a simple me sharing. I was human. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was talking about how I'm resolving something with my husband because I care about it. I'm at the farmer's market. I'm having fun with this, and people loved it. I wasn't trying to sell them anything. I was just trying to giving an opportunity to get to know me, Martin, and what I value and what I care about. Yeah. And if they can get to know who I am and what I care about, then they may want to get to know me and want to say, well, maybe Martin can really help me with something.
1: That's exactly it because they have an added reason to trust you.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I
1: agree. So, so it's a brave new world as far as all these things out there, and uh, and there's no one right answer either. That's the best part. So there's yeah, no right answer for there's, me. There's, a, us-
0: there's no such thing as a right answer. There's just it's just a, a, a practice of, of experience, of imperfect action. Just and, and it's amazing. I, was, I talked to some of my clients, and like, I said, "Just go out They're like petrified. So <laughs> like, go live." I said, "Yeah, just." hit the live button, turn the camera back at yourself, and start talking.
1: <laughs> I know you're going to screw up the first few times. And
0: it's going to probably suck the first time you do it because you don't know how, what you're doing. Yeah. You got to do it. And you, then do. you have to throw
1: yourself way. in with both feet, you know, jump in the deep end with yeah. both feet and just do it. I agree completely.
0: And just have some, and then all of a sudden, it's like this was kind of fun. And if you're afraid to do it by yourself, all these channels like Instagram have, you can use, you, you can go live with a friend you can call a friend just just say, let's talk about, Let's just talk about what we do and how yeah, we make yeah. the world. And it's just, I love getting get on, on Instagram Live with another mindset coach and just talk about mindset coaching. You know, and yeah. what what why do you mindset? Why do I do like this? What do you get from it? What do your clients get from it? And all of a sudden, we've educated the world on the value of mindset coaching and why it's important. And but not from a sort of like, look at me. It's like this is we're just talking about the value of it from our perspectives. It's great. Yeah. It's a wonderful tool. Wonderful, great. wonderful tool. Well, how many i ask this question how is the how does a company that makes its money out of advertising how do you with everything is so free and readily available how do you, how do you how do companies like media pay the bills
1: well there's always companies that want to stand out above and beyond the rest so that's fun and that's also kind of a, a, a more psychology than anything else so if you've created an environment where everybody everybody's able to do so much for free There's always a select number of companies that'll say, but I want to, I want to stand out above that. And so that's where we come in, come into play where we help them stand out and, uh, Mm -hmm. or or they may have a very specific message they want to get out, you know, at this time, and so we help them make sure that message uh, doesn't just get lost in the shuffle that actually the people that they want to see that message will see it. Right, Right. I think think I'll be able to do this till I retire
0: okay that's good yeah well two things are happening one is almost one o'clock and there i gotta check out of my room at at one o'clock and and they're beginning to knock on my door and i need to (laughs) check out of here so let's check out today and with love and prosperity in the world may it all prevail and thank you so much for being my guest today matt thanks for having me (laughs) thank you so much for listening to today's episode If you are listening on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you are, please leave me a rating and review. Let me know what you appreciated, where we can improve, and any topic you want to know about for future episodes. If you would like to find out more ways you can participate in the Abundance Mindset and Prosperity Living Movement, join our private Facebook group, The Financial Mystics Sanctuary. If you are a gay, transgender, or bisexual man, ready and willing to explore how negative thinking about money is impacting you and our tribe, join our private Facebook group, Financial Heart Space for Gay, Transgender, and Bisexual Men a sanctuary for gbtq business leaders to love and support each other may love and prosperity prevail